the KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand, featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now. How federal funding is used in Guam. The topic of a recent talk this podcaster had with the Guam Chamber of Commerce. Timing is everything, I say, and this speech is one I really want to share with all of you before the buzz about it goes away. That is the focus of this episode of That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean DeMatato. You are listening to That's It, That's All. I'm Sean Gumatalto. The podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a Guam-based consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies company serving government and private sector organizations in the Western Pacific and beyond. Need a lighting solution for your building? Need crisis communications assistance? Ask Get LLC. They can help. Find them on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. Check them out today. Welcome to those listeners checking out the podcast in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Excited to greet the new listeners in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Ann Arbor, Michigan. Can't forget the listeners right here on Guam in the northern village of Jigo. Half a day to you all. Let That's It, That's All take you from one end of the island of Guam to the other. Remember to download the podcast ahead of that next road trip. Probably more for our listeners there in Ann Arbor and those places across America. As you sit down on your laptop or your desktop computers or just ahead of that gym workout. Well, where does this podcast sit in your cardio routine? I hope it is right there with you. A huge thank you to our friends at redcircle.com and pushing out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Also, that's it. That's all can be heard on the iHeartRadio app and on Pandora. We are proud to be a part of the KUAM Podcast Network, Guam's award-winning broadcast news and information source, and the multimedia home of original programming from all across Micronesia. Hit the like, subscribe, or follow buttons of That's It, That's All, wherever you get your podcast today. Do it right now. I was asked back in March 2022 to be the guest speaker of the Guam Chamber of Commerce. Interestingly, many of the chamber members are listeners of this podcast. The ask was a cool one, I must admit. I wanted to oblige. You kidding? In my nearly 30 years interacting with Guam's chamber, the interactions were in many different capacities, but never as a guest speaker for their monthly general membership meeting. Since that talk on April 27, 2022, I have been taken aback by words of encouragement and thanks for presenting this particular topic to the Guam Chamber. For many folks who were unable to attend to include many of you, I present it again. Hope you like it. Let me know what you think. Comment, send a note to me on social media, hit me up. Here we go.
Frankly, when I saw the Facebook Messenger note from Kathy Castro for this event, I was wondering, is this a spam? I'm probably one of the easiest guys to get a hold of on this island. Thanks, Kathy, for having me. And thanks to the chairman at Untalon and the board of the Guam Chamber. Again, thanks again to all of you, the membership of the Guam Chamber of Commerce. When I was talking with Tay O recently about this event, he corroborated Kathy's invite. Glad someone is listening to my podcast. I started That's It, That's All at the start of 2021. That project has made this possible, and I must say that this talk with you all is going to be pretty darn similar to the podcast, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. That's It, That's All can also be found on the iHeartRadio app and on Pandora. And yes, it is a part of the KOAM podcast network. Thanks to the Cavill family and my friends at KOAM for the chance to share this very special project of mine. Where do I start? How is federal funding used on Guam? It is a great question to ask a former administration guy like me, just about 20 years removed when I started working for then-Guam Governor Felix Camacho. I can say with some certainty that the process on how federal funding is used has not really changed much in that time. Okay, speech over. Well, there has been some changes, but not much. Spent time ahead of this to talk with folks in the current administration, and I confirm that that really is the case. Funny how we as a community then didn't engage much in that process when I was working at Adeloupe. There were plenty of people many moons ago who were asking how to spend federal monies given to then-Governor Camacho, cabinet members, the Chief Justice of the Guam Supreme Court, and even lawmakers of the Guam Legislature. Interestingly, folks in the community were not very concerned about the use of such funds, maybe just chalking it up to just another federal grant to serve yet another underserved part of our community. There were plenty of those instances from 2003 to 2010, but there were some that were larger than others. Case in point, the 2009 American Recovery and Reinvestment Act that infused $787 billion into the American economy, of that nearly a quarter of a billion dollars were given to Guam to put it right back into the island. The usual suspects picked up funds, GPA, public health, public works. Pretty good reasons to invest into critical infrastructure and healthcare. Some bones were thrown to the judiciary and Department of Labor, but the biggest chunk into what was called the State Fiscal Stabilization Fund Education Stabilization Fund projects with the Department of Education. The Guam Community College got a chunk, $11 million for GCC, the University of Guam, just over $18 million for a host of projects in higher ed. But the lion's share to the Guam Department of Education, $89.2 million. About 37% of the total ERA funds for the 31,000 public school kids at that time. That was a lot of money. Plenty of coordination. You probably heard me then talking about that process of taking those shovel-ready projects out to bid once the approvals were given by then-chair of the ERA program, then-VP, and now President Joe Biden. Yes, he did get plenty of help from the U.S. Department of Education, but the office of the vice president 
was monitoring those funds with a close eye at the time. When signing the landmark legislation, former President Barack Obama at the time noted, quote, as part of his duty, Joe will keep an eye on how precious tax dollars are being spent. To you, he's Mr. Vice President, but around the White House, we call him the sheriff, close quote. At the time, there was plenty of oversight handed down by the White House. I was federal policy advisor and deputy chief of staff to Governor Camacho at that time. When Governor Camacho finally signed the ESF grant, as we called it, it brought to an end a process that took months, that I recall, and plenty of meetings with education teams and interagency reps who were tasked to pull together the projects and write-ups for the use of all of that money. Dusting off old plans, making new ones, there was some money spent in the final days of the Camacho administration, but most of it was spent by Governor Eddie Calvo. In the transition process, he prioritized the monies used and laid a foundation for some of the many capital projects and programs that was showcased in the Calvo administration over his eight years in office. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. When I look back at that process, there was one thing that was for certain. The governor of Guam can use those federal monies as he, meaning Governor Camacho, and to some extent Governor Calvo feels is best for the people of Guam. Yes, priorities were set and approved by the Obama administration. Audits were performed. The fruits of the work that conservatives on the Hill then and some in the opposition were kind of hung up about was an improvement of government of Guam programs and services. Now, the trick is not just building these programs and projects. It is the commitment to maintain them over time. More on that in a bit. Using federal funds at a local level really is the job of our chief executive. It is the executive branch agencies that are tasked to execute these programs and account for the funds they use to support so many parts of our island society. The agencies across the executive branch are statutorily directed to support the governor as he or she may require. In the case of that big federal program in 2010, support an expansive effort to spend the ARA funds efficiently and with much transparency. One agency leads this effort, the Bureau of Budget Management Research. Very few people understand that in their enabling statute, BBMR has the authorization, among other things, to apply for and accept grants, loans, contributions, appropriations, and assistance from the federal government and from any other sources, public or private, and enter into and carry out contracts or agreements in connection with and include any contract for financial assistance with the federal laws as it may deem reasonable and appropriate and which are not inconsistent with the laws of Guam. What does that really long laundry list of duties tell us really? That the governor and the bureau 
drive this federal fund bus on behalf of the people of Guam. Now, you may say, what about the Guam State Clearinghouse? A whole bunch of controversy and how they managed federal funds at the time. Still important. Still critical to federal funds. Just in support, like BBMR to the governor of Guam, in spending federal monies. What about federal funds at the judiciary of Guam? The same, though routed via BBMR. I have to note that the governor of Guam does help autonomous agencies like the port, the airport, and the like. The governor remains a signatory on many federal programs. The governor very helpful in making sure the projects are complete, and most times the office can take credit for securing those funds and how they are being spent. A good political tool, if you will. Unless you have been under a rock, or may have been following along with your favorite mass or social media source, much of this has come to a head in recent years, thanks to the pandemic and the ongoing public health emergency. Now, some may say that the events may be worlds different from when Guam was managing the ERA funds and the other alphabet soup of today's efforts related to the global public health emergency. Yes, they are. It is blue sky versus gray sky, as our friends at the American Red Cross would say. Sure, there is much similarity to the processes, the emergency as well. Surprisingly, they have not changed that much over time, too. Folks that may be here in this room may disagree. The times have changed. In some ways, they really they haven't. Chalk it up to some of the biggest criticisms of GovGuam over time. But that is okay. It does speak to how much authority the office of the governor of Guam has in driving the spending of federal monies, especially when appropriated by the U.S. Congress and signed off by the president. Hence why I used to get into verbal spats with our friend, the late John Witt, the former district director of the of then Guam delegate Madeline Z. Berdalio, trying to get the jump on press releases taking credit for the federal funds. But I digress. Again, the governor of Guam has the Organic Act of Guam authority to spend federal money. There are rules. You all in this room have had your fill of reading page after page of rules in the Federal Register. That was one of my tasks, and the tasks of cabinet members was to read and understand how to execute funds, whether it was the Recovery Act dollars or other programs across the federal family, Remember FEMA's support of Pong Sung Wah, U.S. Department of Labor's support for the same storm, the Guam military buildup ongoing today, some blue sky mixed in with the gray sky. Again, the gray sky, our gray sky today is the pandemic. Today, our full attention should really be on the current spending effort, how our governor of Guam today is spending federal monies from the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act and the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, the alphabet soup that is CARES and ARPA. Where do we start? A snarky remark on Twitter recently by our friend Chris Malafunction Barnett questioning the spend. The office of the governor of Guam could not resist in responding to him with a breakdown of the use of a majority of the funds spent across both programs and a claim of $1.27 billion paid to the community by GovGuam. $1.2 billion 
in direct relief to families and individuals. $21.3 million in grant funding to businesses. Note, the latter pales in comparison to the funds for most of your employees and their families and the like distributed over the past two years. To me, and maybe some of you, it was such a strange reaction on Twitter to Chris that when our island lawmakers asked for how monies were from both were being spent, they ran into a brick wall after brick wall after brick wall in public hearings. So much for that transparency, albeit they are online with much of the information. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. As of April 7, 2022, the Bureau budget reported that $348.55 million remains to be spent from the ARP. The total ARP allocation, $578.7 million. Guam spent all of their $117.9 million in CARES Act funds by December of last year. That is just a lot of money in the economy, or should I say money that can be directed by one person. You elected her to the post, the governor of Guam, no one else. When you think of that amount of money, this is on top of the other $3 billion and change or so from the programs that are part of the regular federal money seen in the U.S. territory every year. That is a lot of money to serve each of us taxpaying citizens. All right, the governor may not control the DOD spend. She surely doesn't control the spend of the other federal family agencies that are here doing work in support of America in this part of the world. $108 million in federal matching grants and aid revenues are expected for the 2023 budget locally. Scale, three times more in funds than usual. There are much smarter guys with bigger calculators than this speaker that can figure it out. Point is, plenty of federal money to be spent ever by the office of the governor. These numbers and the processes that we have been witness to over the past two some years should be a cautionary tale for all of us. We have seen in recent weeks cash set aside to give raises, to hire new employees, and to give money to taxpayers. The latter makes some sense, but the other two, raises and hires. Great. The money helps right at this moment. But what happens next fiscal year when these funds are not available? Is the governor going to commit further funds or lockbox it until the money is all gone? These federal mandates always say, use this for these public services. Use these to support your people. After you speak with them, and get the priorities lined up. Then, with the input, time to move ahead. This effort is always the magic act that many of you talk about in this room and in your boardrooms or in other venues across the island.
Sustainability. This is not a catchphrase. What is the ability of something to maintain or sustain itself over time? Bureaucrats can punt any recommended action until later. They feel that they can spend up to the rules and law. This is one of the other big criticisms of our executive branch agencies. When do those same bureaucrats look at the health and current state of the general fund before committing the government of Guam to long-term programs that, quite frankly, serve only a very few in our society? How about this? Why don't we take your hard-earned profits and blow it on stuff that you really don't need and call it a day? That wouldn't happen in your workplace. It shouldn't happen in the government of Guam workplace or other state or territories otherwise. All of it driven by the governor of Guam. How are federal funds used? This little exchange only scratches the surface of this important discussion. The Guam Chamber used to, maybe it still has a committee that engages lawmakers directly. They should bring this particular argument to them. And many more of you have access to the governor of Guam. Continue to ask if the priority is supporting our people. There are many of you on boards and commissions here. Get a straight answer. Use your experience, insight, and influence to guide how these monies appropriated by Congress should be spent. You are an important voice. When you do, we can expect the worldview to change and hopefully it allows change to better use what could be scarce resources in the months and years to come. There you have it. Yes, I would end with the signature close. There were some questions from the group, most focused on the political response to all of this. But one thing is for certain, it did make people talk. Hope it does the same for you, especially as our community continues to try to get its head wrapped around the future of federal spend and the roles that we all play as part of that process in Guam. That's it. That's all. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatato. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatato. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening. The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand. Featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now.